Neve, do you have any like morning routine? Oh, absolutely. A daily practice. And by daily, I do mean every single day. A daily practice is probably the most important gift that you can give to yourself every single day is to put time aside to do things that that really resonate with you, but that are also about bettering yourself. And how long have you been doing this for? I'd say now close on about five years, four and a half years, five years. Um, I certainly in the last two to three years, it has become like a, a daily habit. Like, you know, the things I do, I do them every day. Um, I try to ha- create my the space for my daily practice first thing in the morning. So it means setting the clock a little bit earlier than I normally would. But it has to, it's non-negotiable because I know the times of my life when I'm at my most stressed is when I'm not including my daily practice. And what would the cornerstone of your daily practice be? Well, for me, there's three elements. Mm-hmm. There is meditation. Yeah. So mind work. Yeah. There is walking or yoga or some sort of body work. Mm-hmm. And there's journaling. And I have a horrible feeling we're going to be talking about that one today. Your favourite subject, <laughs> because I am I will keep talking about journaling on these podcasts until I beat you down <laughs> and start you journaling. I'm a very reluctant Melanie Morris. And I'm a, a very controlling Nee Venice. And this is The Changing Room and I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose maybe we should give listeners a little bit of a backstory here. And that is, and I haven't even come clean with you about this one because you've just very kindly given me a lovely brand new journal. Yes. But usually about every three or four months, I bring a lot of very empty notebooks out to the skip in my recycling. Where the first three pages might be filled in and... I cannot get on board with journaling and it's because I'm doing it wrong, but I don't know if there's a wrong or if there's a right. Okay, well, I have a theory. Okay, okay. And the first part of this theory is in no way designed to let you off the hook. Right. But I believe because you are at your very core a writer Mm. and it's what you do as as your profession, you know, as well as the idea creation mm. and content creation but I writing has been very much part of you for the vast majority of your life mm. having that as the cornerstone of your daily practice doesn't necessarily represent a contrast because you, you're doing more of the same right but that's not to say that I don't think you should do it but I think you need to approach it in a very different way. I think you approach journaling the way you approach writing in your professional life. I completely do. I think th- I think you're right about that. I think there's two. Th- there's a few things, and without turning in- this into the Melanie show, I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, go on. So, <laughs> I'm hoping there are a few people who are a little bit like me and who I I hope I'm speaking on behalf of the unconverted. And I think you are. Okay. I think you are. So here's where my problem is. Okay. So theoretically, they say you should sit down and fill in a few pages a day and it should be your first train of thought at the beginning of the day or a series of prompts that you write to or whatever at the beginning of the day. Grand, except 20 minutes later, nothing has changed. You're now 20 minutes behind in your day and you've got a pile of old shite written on a page that... It does like what's this done for me? Okay, so I suppose if I said that maybe you need to change your mindset, (laughs) 
around that before you start talking about writing a load of shite down on a piece of paper. I mean, seriously, joking aside, like your mindset around journaling mm. is just so blocked. Yes. You know, that it's it, because, again, you would never go in your years working in publishing. You'd never have gone in and written down something that there was no plan to. There was no brief. There was no you wouldn't ever have sat in front of a blank piece of paper or a computer sc- uh, screen and said, I'm just going to write to empty and create space in my head. Yeah. So you're that when I say your approach is very different it, it because it had to be very it's been different. Yeah. So uh, like I think you know, in terms of if we're looking for a solution here. But honestly, I just think that maybe journaling at this stage in your life is not probably the best thing for you, because I think you until you get past that resistance, like you're getting in your own way mm. of journaling mm. because you're blocking it. Totally. Yeah. And you, it's it's because you're trying to change a lifetime pattern of writing. Yeah. So when you sit down and engage the pen and the it, it, it engages a different part of your brain than it would for everybody. Okay, well, let's go back to beginning. Yeah, because I mean, to be fair, we may be having a little banter about this, but I wouldn't be asking you if I wasn't interested. Exactly. And I can see what it has done for people and I understand why it works. And it's probably it's a little workout for the brain in the same way as some people might like spinning class for the body and other people might like yoga for the body. Sure. They're both forms of exercise. So let's take me as your feral candidate. What do I need to do? Okay, well, like taking that point on board in terms of that different people will react differently to journaling, to, you know, any Mm. other daily practice. The first thing I'd have to say would be when it comes to a daily practice of, of having two or three elements, whether it's body work, mind work, whatever, you have to find something that works for you. Mm. There is no point in you saying, I'm going to get up in the morning and do 30 minutes of yoga if yoga bores you stupid if it's just not your thing if you prefer to be out pounding the road mm. you know you have to find something that you you really like doing so that you're guaranteed that you will keep it up mm. you'll maintain it or that it'll have its benefits journaling works for some people mm. because what it does is it literally purges what's going on in our busy minds and it allows you a vehicle mm. to get from your head onto a piece of paper, it doesn't need to make sense. Mm. It doesn't need to read logically. You don't ever need to read it again once you've written it. Okay. It, but it is just about emptying what's in your head, particularly if you do it at the ideal time, which is the start of the day. Mm. So the very first act that you're doing in the morning is you're making space you're creating the room you're getting rid of stuff that's blocking you know what's going on in your head I think you overthink Mm. the art of journaling Mm. I think you think it has to make sense Mm. Um, maybe I think I've got to be Samuel Pepys yeah and you ask me a lot about journaling prompts or whatever like and, and we've had this discussion so many times mm. where I'd say to you, yeah, but you see, it's not just a case of me giving you a journaling prompt. It has to be a prompt that the words work for you, that they're going to trigger something in you that actually yeah. will inspire you or will uh, create something in you. So 
in terms of looking at journaling, I mm. think it's really important if we kind of realize that there are different styles of journaling and right. that different styles work for different people. So you have bullet journaling, which, as the name suggests, is literally bullet points. It could be, you know, you could literally write down, um, I am independent, I am free, I am healthy, I am happy. That's my journaling for the day. I am out of here. Mm-hmm. Like that could literally be your bullet mm. journaling. Then there, there's a dream journaling where a lot of people like to write about um if they can remember elements or aspects of their dreams and they can write paragraphs on that. And that has been proven for people that have very vivid dreams and very vivid imaginations yeah. that can, has proven to be a really good, strong way to kind of um, identify with that creative aspect in, mm-hmm. in your brain. Then there's creative journaling and creative journaling can be words, mm-hmm. doodles, images, paintings, pictures. It, it It's something that is connecting the pen, the blank pa- piece of paper with something in your brain that is activated. So, it, you know, having something that actually would um, really connect with with what matters to you. Right. So the passion, it could be your passion, you know, Art, drawing, um, doodles. It could mm. be pe- some people love Mind to maps. draw. Yeah, exactly. So th- that's where you know that element of journaling can can be very powerful. And if it's something that you use a lot in your day to day life, then even m- more powerful because the chances are it is blocking or creating a, a blockage in your brain. Mm. So that's another part. We've all heard of gratitude journaling. Yes. You know, the people that'll say it works so well for me. I start each day with the five things I'm grateful for. And it's the last thing I do at night. And gratitude journaling is so powerful because it gets your mind into that place of being grateful. So you're already you're starting the day having raised your vibrations, got your energy levels up and you're feeling so grateful that you're more likely then to attract other things to feel grateful for. And I love that aspect of journaling because it 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 puts me into a much more positive framework mm. but yet I don't like doing gratitude journals so so we, your gratitude might just slip in somewhere exactly. along the way and it may not yeah. be every day exactly okay I'm I'm for just even as an aside I'm freehand I love to sit down and literally just write out pages upon pages of rubbish the pile of shite that, well I <laughs> see I would now I have far too much respect for it Indeed. that but you know it like I would rarely brain dump yeah I'd rarely read back my journals in fact every couple of months mm. I take them outside I burn them so that nobody else can read them yeah. either yeah. because I know that's a, a, a genuine concern a lot of people have with journaling it's what if somebody sees them yeah. what if you know, if you have a curious partner at home. Who the Daily be. Mail serialization. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, what I'd give to see yours. So, yeah, the gratitude journal, then the freehand journal. Some people use an, a sleep journal or a nighttime journal. So something that they they might take out their little notebook just before they go off yeah. to sleep and they say, today I did this. I feel very grateful for that. Um, I wish that hadn't happened. You know, it could be just something that it's it's what's pressing on their minds at the time that they're about to go to sleep. Can I ask you a really rookie question? Go on. So say you start journaling, right? Yeah. Can you put in your to do list for the next day? No. Okay, right. Yeah. Because that's action plan. That's not, you're not, I mean, certainly I would always say I'd be a big fan of having the notebook at the bed in terms of, oh God, I must remember I have to phone her in the morning or I have yeah. to do this or do so that. So separate the two. Yeah, I would separate the two. I think I'm coming across a nub as to why I have been a miserable 
journaler. Right. And I think I write action plans and I don't mean jobs for the next day. Yeah. I mean, it's literally yeah. right. OK, how is this all going? To, how is my life going to be perfect? Yeah. And I write action plan after action plan. And one of the things I was going to say to you is so it makes me really sad when I open up the February of, this yeah. year and I'm going like, oh, I never got the bathroom done. I never even started getting the. I'm a dismal failure. Yeah. So action planning is yeah, not journaling. Yeah, and I'd say, what on earth is your bathroom doing <laughs> in your journal? I mean, let's not go there, and go down that murky path. But, you know, th- that's, that is an action plan. That's yeah. something that needs to be done. So part of your journal could be, oh, I feel so good. I achieved some things today I needed to get done. I feel this is a proactive week. You know, you and I often talk about what are we going to do tomorrow? What's going to get yeah. you? What are we, what the five things we want to do this week? Like, but you don't sit down at night and write them out okay. into your journal. You might, they might belong on an action plan, not they might. They belong in an action plan. Your journal is about what's going on in your head separate to that. So basically, is what you're saying to me, a journal is about stuff that it doesn't matter if it ever happens, if it never happens, it doesn't matter if you never read. It's literally just brain to hand. Definitely. Because is there some statistic about brain to hand and writing? Yeah, there is. And and that's why they would always recommend that you do like the old fashioned way of biro and a blank page as opposed to um, using a computer. Yeah. Now, I would say if you can't do the biro page it's better to do the computer than nothing but certainly there is something about the part of our brain that we engage when we sit down with the biro and and think because you're giving yourself more time as you're writing you're thinking between the words or you're you're not overthinking Mm. do you know what i'm saying that you're you're allowing it to flow more so than anything else I'm listening to all of this very avidly. You can see it yeah. in my face. Now, we yeah. haven't come to my last sorry, uh, type of journaling, okay. which I believe is your type of oh. journaling. And that is structured journaling. <laughs> Funny that. No, but honestly, it yeah. is. Yeah. Structured journaling. So I think it would be a great place for you to start. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to uh, tolerate in 12 months time us having the same conversation again, but to get you to switch your mindset from thinking about it the way you have been thinking mm. or approaching it. I think that structured journaling could work really well for you. So it's one sentence. Journaling. OK, so it could be you, you have two options. You could do one sentence a day. Or you could just write in one sentence. So it could be today I felt like crying, but I didn't. Today I felt tired all day. Mm. Today I loved everybody I met. Mm. Today made me laugh. You know, so it's something that that sums up the day in a kind of a way that a writer would have to think about it. So it's a way of of encompassing how do I feel at the end of today or how do I feel going like you could start the day saying today I am, you know, um, frustrated. I am frustrated. Mm. I'm frustrated that there's not enough hours in the day. And it could be as you enter into a day that, you know, you're back to back with meetings and you want to get to the gym and you want to meet your friend and you want to do everything, but you just know it's not going to be possible. So you start the day kind of on the back foot a little. Mm. Mm. Now, the one caveat I just throw in there would be 
with all kinds of journaling, remember that the language you use is hugely significant. Oh no! Oh. Can I just before you yep. get onto the language, can I ask you one question about one sentence journaling? Yeah. Yep. If I wanted to go and write a second sentence on the same thing, could I do so? And a third and a fourth? Yeah. I would think that for the first month, because we're going to approach okay. it like a treatment plan. Right. <laughs> for the first month, I would say to you, no, okay. just just do the one one line, or just do one day of one liners. Do you know, like I'm saying, you, you can do more than one line, but everything should be in the the same format. So it's to more snippets. Bit, snippets, but like to repeat the format. Today, I, you know, or it is safe for me to feel this or I choose today. Like, I, I just think that if you get into a habit of doing something in that kind of systematic right. approach, it'll it'll resonate with you in a way that your other writing doesn't because it's you would never write like this if you were writing for your job. So we're doing the couch to 5k of journaling. Yeah. And we're on the walk a minute. Exactly. Run a minute. Exactly. OK, so exactly. there might be a little bit more to come down. The well, line. there might, but yeah. we're just going to take it. You know, it's like the we're big elephant. One. We're going to do one bite at a time. Right. Okay. So your journaling could be something like, you know, structured journaling can be I give myself permission to. I give myself permission to feel, I give myself permission to be, or it could be, now I'm not a big fan of these, but I know mm. some people love the five things I want to feel in the next six months or yeah. five things I want to do in the next six months. Or it could be something like, I am ready to embrace dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And you could repeat that line over and over again. Um, it's to tune in. And this is where when I work with my clients, I tune into what their greatest challenges are. Mm. Like, you know, some some people that come to me might be st always great at starting things, but terrible at finishing things. Yeah. Some people might just feel that they're never good enough to be able to put themselves out there to be visible. They're afraid that fear gets in the way. So it's tapping into what's their greatest challenge. Mm. And creating almost like a mantra and turning that mantra into a, a journaling prompt mm, mm, so mm. that when they're doing it or writing it, it's it's ringing through at every level. So it's not just ringing through in their head. They're also able to see that this is helping me get to the root of my problems. This mm. is helping me to reframe how I feel, mm. to reframe how I think. And sometimes journaling can really do that without us being conscious of it. Yeah, yeah. So the language that we use is so important for that reason, because if we use expressions like I'm frustrated, the brain here is frustrated, whereas I am courageous, I feel brave today, I know I will get all the things done that I need to do. It's so it's getting yourself into that headspace of using language that's more positive, more affirmative, more encouraging, more motivational. So the brain doesn't understand nuance. It doesn't. You have to tell the brain what yeah. it's thinking. Yeah. So if you tell the brain you're frustrated, it tells you you're frustrated. Yeah. But if you tell the brain you're excited for what's ahead. Yeah. So even that expression, I'm ready to to embrace mm. like 
very often when when I'm talking about journaling like this, that might sound like, you know, so simplistic and you might think, yeah, but like if I'm going to sit down, it's like kind of writing out 20 lines. I'm ready to embrace. I'm ready to embrace. But the thing is, you're going to be journaling for what, 10, 15 minutes, Mm. blank page. You don't want to have to be thinking about it or you shouldn't be thinking about it. So it's I'm ready to embrace all that life has to offer. I'm ready. And it's the last two or three lines you put down are probably the ones that have the real takeaway messages. I'm ready to embrace all the money that's going to come into my account today. Exactly. (laughs) But that wouldn't be the first thing you'd write. But as you're going through it, what you notice is that as you embrace the day, I'm ready to embrace or I'm ready to face her, that person or that decision or I'm ready to make that decision or I'm ready to go back to the gym or I'm ready to make healthy food choices or so it's it's getting yourself ready, getting yourself into that headspace where when you're journaling, you get rid of the rubbish first. Mm. The rubbish comes out first and then the nuggets start to drop onto the page and it doesn't have to take up half an hour or an hour. It can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It can be on the bus to work. It Mm. can be, you know, sitting while you're having your morning coffee. It can be done anywhere. But the main thing is it has to be consistent. You have to do it repeatedly. Well, now, this is a great time of year to be talking about this because and not just end of year, whatever. All the shops are going to be filled with beautiful looking journals, whether we're going to buy them for ourselves or for our friends or for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, what, what what do you think about how beautiful does your book need to be? Yeah. Uh, or can I be po- popping this into my phone? I think I know the answer to this. But, you know, yeah. where, where yeah. on the scale should we be sitting? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think... Uh, I think we all love nice things and having a nice journal can can really make, you know, it can make you look forward to sitting down with your nice pen. Pen, I often think mm. the pen is as important yeah, as I the, agree. the journal. Um, I always use ink. Yeah, absolutely. And so it can, you know, because it's you connecting, it's the pen is where the mind and the page meet. Mm. So the, the pen is really important from that perspective. But I love like we have lots of A5 journals here on, on the desk in mm. front of us. Um, and I love them to look at and they're pretty and they're whatever. But when it comes to me sitting down journaling in the morning, it needs to be an A4 oh, book. Why? Because I feel there's more space. Yeah. I feel there's more room. It just, it allows me to feel that I'm in flow. And Is I always have to start on the right hand page of the book. Yes. You know, so that it's it feels and I love when I'm coming up to the end of the book and I go oh, next week, I'll have a new book and I'll and start do you write again. on the left or do you only write on the right? Oh, no, I'd write on both, both sides, but I'd always start on the right. Yeah. Is it is an A4 journal a bit like the Olympic size swimming pool? Should I be starting? <laughs> Not quite. So on you're the trying to you're trying to swim before you can crawl. <laughs> no, an A4. It's maybe it's that as you progress yeah. through it, <laughs> when you're grown up, I'll get you an A4. Okay. That's when you know you've really landed. Um, it's just for me, an A4 just is it's more practical. So whatever um, feels right for yeah, you. Yeah, and like you know, you can get lovely. I have beautiful pink, purple, bright A4 uh, folders as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually, I'm not kidding you. I have probably between 40 and 60 journals at home that haven't even been opened yet. Oh my God. Because I find one that I like and then I buy yeah. 10 of them. Right, um, yes. Because, and I would go through five, six big, thick A4 journals every year. 
And of course, TK Maxx have loads of they gorgeous do. notebooks that Absolutely. are really cheap. Yeah. So like definitely um, I would start on that. The other thing I would say is that if you're journal, like your morning journal mm. or your morning uh, as part of your daily practice, then you might also have a journal around career you might want to be writing out your your aspirations, your future journaling, your mm. um so I would actually have okay. separate journals too. I have right. a money journal, I have a, a career journal, a business journal. Um and it's not a to-do list. It's not an I'm action just thinking plan. Not action no, plan, it's no not. action plans. No, no, no. It's about like my dreams and my aspirations for my business, my dreams, my aspirations around money. Um and, and then I would have my daily journaling. So also is journaling good for um if you're having trouble articulating. So in other podcasts we've talked about your vision for yourself. Yeah. And if you said to me or if I said to you, now, Neve, what's your vision? And you're going like, oh, God, is this where you start working things out in a yeah. journal? Go, mm, yeah. am I at this? Am yeah. I at that? Should I Journaling be Journaling is brilliant for investigating. It's brilliant for getting us to actually drill down, not dig deep, but to drill down. So like, you know, it's, you see and around this time of the year, you'll see a lot of these kind of journaling prompts about, you know, if I had no fear and if there were no limits mm. and I am in December 2020, what does my life look like? Mm. So that's a great way to sit down with the blank page and go, OK, it's December 2020. You know, I am mm. uh, generating X amount of clients every month. I'm bringing in X amount of money. I'm feeling very connected. I'm seeing more of my friends. Mm. I've been to three countries this summer. You know, so it's and I, I, the first time you do it, it'll be very it's staccato like yes. it'll be very dum 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 and then as you do it more often it's <laughs> like your page one to ten of your miserable looking journal yeah. there but then it can be um the more often you do it then you think okay now with travel what would I like to do around travel do I really want to travel or do I just like the idea of traveling yeah and so you know very often when you investigate and you dig you drill down yeah. into it all sorts of stuff can come out in journaling that doesn't come out anywhere else. I'm beginning to think and you're beginning to persuade me that the time, that first time in the morning where you might reach for the phone bleary eyed and scroll down onto Instagram and Twitter and then maybe the journal and then you'd spot the typos and get angry and then you go into the Daily Mail and then you get really angry. <laughs> yeah. The half an hour you yeah. spend doing that. Your research as we call it. Could yeah. be spent yeah. doing something a little bit more yeah. positive and proactive. Now, I scroll Instagram with the best of the rest of ye. I am on the Daily Mail website as quickly as the rest of you are. But I also still journal. Like it's which not do you do an first, either be or. Honest. Oh, honestly, which do I do first? The journaling, the walking, the the meditation. And then the reward is the and Daily Mail. That's exactly <laughs> the yeah. reward. The coffee and the, the okay. Daily Mail and Instagram. That's what I do then. And I kind of factor that in. I have like an hour and a quarter because, you know, part of my daily practice is to taking the dog out for a walk. Mm. So I have that time that I say, right, that's for me. And then the tied into that or factored into mm. that is my time on Instagram. So can we go back to the first question I asked you yeah. in this podcast? And that is, yes, you do have a daily practice. 
what actually is your daily practice and how long does it take? Okay, so I wake up in the morning and this is my current daily yeah. practice. It changes from time to time, but essentially mm. it rarely varies hugely. So I would wake up and I would uh, first thing I do is I tune in to yoga with Adrian on on YouTube and I do a 20, 25 minute um, one of her programs. And they're usually for the early morning. Recently, I've been doing one for lower back pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like I just I have stick with her program. I do it for 20, 25 minutes and um, her, I love her style. And those 20 minutes fly. Right. So I do that. Then I get uh, get dressed and I can't do the others in reverse because as soon as the dog hears me getting dressed, she's up beside me practically with the lead hanging out of mm. her mouth. So I, then I get dressed, take the dog out for a walk, do a, usually it's a 40, 45 minute walk through mm-hmm. the woods. While I'm out walking, I have been known to do some of my walking meditations. Mm-hmm. Um, I might listen to like I'd listen to a guided walking meditation. So it's literally asking you questions, getting you thinking as you're walking along. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, I try not to have any distractions when I'm walking. So it's 45 mm-hmm. minutes. So that's a good bit of uh, physical movement. I come back. I literally go straight upstairs, take out the journal. What I've been doing in the last couple of months, it's what I call future journal. And it's based on a wonderful uh, psychologist, uh, Nicole Harari. I'll put her name in, mm. in the footnotes. And she literally has five questions that she gets you to think about. But it's about putting yourself into the future. So um, it's it's one of the questions, the journaling prompts would be the person I am becoming will experience more dot, dot, dot. Um, it you know, today I will get to be my future self when I dot, dot, dot. So there's, you know, oh, it, I love that. It, yeah. And I, I have to say, I'm a big fan of future journaling. So I, you know, um, I'll share her Instagram um, yeah. handle on it because she, she literally, she was a psychologist in the States that decided that the kind of the structure of her practice wasn't what she wanted to do. She wanted to create a movement. She has a million followers. She got a million followers within a year on Instagram. She's the most authentic, the most the genuine. The of journaling. She really, but like it's not even just journaling, yeah. but journaling is a big part of it. And the future, it, her five prompts take 10, 15 minutes to answer. And now I sit down and open up the, I don't even need to write out the questions, although you're told to write them out every morning. Um, so I do that 10, 15 Same minutes. Same five questions every day. Same five questions every day, but the answers can be so totally random. And that's how you know it's moving you because you're not tempted to just keep throwing out the same answers. And you write whatever comes to the top of your head without thinking Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. And that's it. It's done then for the day. Now, there are some days where that's not enough and I might take out the blank page and start literally dumping things down. There could be other days that I feel if something's bothering me or if somebody's bothering me and I need to kind of tease it through. What is it about? Is it them? Is it me? Mm. Am I getting in my own way? Um, you know, there's other prompts like this one I would use a lot. Uh, what would it take for me to release my concern for what others are thinking? So if I find that I'm being too influenced by what other mm. people are thinking mm. and it's it's influencing my decisions then I sometimes have to put myself into that that headspace and the prompt that I mentioned earlier if I total faith and trusted that I would always be minded right now how would that feel that can be a great one to sort of see um 
if you really believed you were minded. If what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Yeah, exactly. Um, how can I set better boundaries? Like we talk a lot about boundaries and, and I journal a lot mm. about boundaries. And that's one of the ways I get past the issue of boundaries is I, I say, why am I not able to say to that person, I don't like when you do this or, you know, I'm not able to do yeah. that or whatever. So that's journaling can have so many different roles in our lives, but it can also be about helping you investigate issues. It can mm. help you just providing you with answers that no other technique will help you find. Yeah. yeah. If you approach it in that way. Yeah. So we're going back to you. OK, you and your structured journaling, mm. that's what I think you need to start doing. And it might be a week into you doing your structured journaling. You, you probably will say to me, I'm bored. Take flight. Um, yeah. But but equally, it'll just we could then maybe look to moving you into future journaling mm. that, mm. you know, you seem to be genuinely interested in that. Or then the very last type of journaling uh, is called reverse journaling. And this can <laughs> this can actually this is about reframing your beliefs. It's so very often and in this is the only type of journaling that I ever say to people to kind of not necessarily focus in on the language. So you might start with your list of things that really irk you, bother you, are challenging you, are annoying you, are triggering mm. you or things that you know you're not good at or that you're letting get in the way. So it could be a list of like mm -hmm. five, six different things. And, you know, like I'm eating I'm making really bad food choices. I'm, you know, having too much wine at mm. the weekends. I'm Mary is um, driving me. She's mental. driving me mad. I'm fighting with, you know, my boss all the time. So it could be, you know, those things. And then on the other side of the page or the next page mm. to rewrite, reframe that. So Again, it could be a version of your future journaling. I am making great food choices and results in me having so much more energy and mm. I feel so much better about my decisions. Mm. Um, Mary is going through a lot. I am being more patient and more tolerant and more understanding and more compassionate with Mary. So it's to start trying to, to write the storm down and then write the solution. Yeah. And the, then that solution becomes your journaling prompts. So that could be what you would repeat for a few days or maybe a week or two weeks until you feel that actually those things aren't triggering you yeah. the way that you were because they become part of you. Well, I can see the sense in that yeah. because I think you're writing something or yeah. you're trying to sort something out. Yeah. And so that's maybe it's why more, more function. And for you, that's why, yeah. whether it's reverse journaling or structured for journaling, but I think to suck you in, to get you yeah. into journaling, it needs to be something that that appeals to you at that level. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll write my little journey on Instagram now, Neve. Do. Uh, can I ask you one question? Sorry, before we finish up. Yes. For somebody, maybe because it's not all, well, it's mostly about me, but it's not all about me. <laughs> but for somebody who is already journaling and that maybe wants to and take things to the next level or, you know, sort of get more out of it. Any ideas or resources or tips or anything that we haven't already covered? Yeah, um, there's certainly, you know, there's Julia Cameron, who is um, a writer and I'll put put her in the footnotes mm. and 
and she has brought out she brought out this book called The Artist's Way and it's a real um, it's a, it, I think it's 30, 40 years old and still mm. very valid. I actually heard her speak last last year and she's the most amazing woman. But she believes that we should every morning and you wouldn't like Mm-mm. this, sit down and open up. What does she call it? Morning prayers or morning journal? Mm. I think it's morning prayers. And you do three A4 pages, three full A4 pages every single morning with no structure, no thought, mm. no whatever. So very, I th- find that people that have been journaling for a long time and if they do want to up their game, mm. doing something like that can be a good disruption in terms of the yeah, flow. Yeah, it's kind of a detox kind Yeah, of it thing. is, exactly. Yeah. But the reality is that for a lot of people, you don't ever get to a stage where you're doing the same journaling all the time if you're doing it right. The biggest challenge in journaling is time. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge. So it's not it's never really a case of, you know, I have too much time. What what can I journal to fill that time? But it's more just really getting an understanding of how it's working for you. Watch the space, Neve. Thank you very, very much. You're most welcome. Thank you.